Welcome to Lessons of Life, the podcast where we discuss the laws of mind that govern our lives. And it's good to know them because they're principle. And you know what? You can't fight principle, so you better work with it. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the man Neville Goddard and why we love him so much. Because And we love him because in today's time and place, he's better known as a white hack hacker. Neville Goddard uh, was born in 1905, and so he was very much a young man with a family in 1929 when there was a depression going on in the United States. And as Emmett Fox at that time was uh, preaching that that depression was a psyche, there was nothing wrong with industry. Okay, there was nothing wrong other than the people as a whole were depressed in their thinking. So he was in this state with the rest of the country and he would go out and look for pennies and nickels to feed his family, hoping somebody would drop one, you know, and often finding that. And he was caught up in, uh, numerology and other uh, aspects of spirituality he was seeking a way he was seeking the way when he met abdullah abdullah was an ethiopian rabbi so abdullah proceeded to teach neville the ethiopian uh, rabbi jewish beliefs now the ethiopians are different than the rest of the Jewish world in how they uh, look at the Bible and how they interpret it. And they're the only ones in the entire world today that continue to carry the Ark of the Covenant, a symbol of it, and claim the Ark of the Covenant is inside a, a temple. And the true Ark of the Covenant is inside you you know, they have a representation and they have given it power. Now, many people claim that uh, Dr. Murphy studied under Abdullah as well. However, that's not really true. They certainly met. They all ran in the same circles. And he was quite taken with Abdullah's um, ability to uh, interpret any verse in the Bible. And he, he really loved that. But he didn't study under uh, Abdullah. Abdullah was teaching Neville, but he didn't have a bunch of students. He earned his money by doing healings. You know, and he had ads out in the paper for it. But uh, the one he taught was Neville. And basically, it's Esau's way. You know, the story of Esau and Jacob is one person and how Jacob eventually overtakes Esau and the two of them to come together and they have life. They have beautiful life, both of them. One is the spiritual way and one is the objective way. Using spirituality, okay, which is what Neville was doing, to make a level lovely life 
And then in the end, you are shown the spiritual side of it. And this is what happened to Neville. And although he loved God and praised God and he believed the human imagination was God, which is half the equation, and certainly true in a sense. And, and it explains quite wonderfully why you should uh, praise and worship Jesus, which is what the Bible tells you, you know, the Christ. The Christ is humanity's consciousness that has risen and so has overtaken the Father. And now the Father and Son are one in one body. And that's the Christ. And each one of us is the body of Christ. And together we are the Christ. So we worship the Christ. In Hindu, this is worshiping Shiva. Okay. And in different religions, it depends on, you know, which one you're looking at. So for example, the myths of uh, Odin, it's you worship Thor. Okay. You worship Thor. You, you love Odin and you're grateful to Odin. Okay. But you worship and praise Thor. So you love God, you know, but you worship and praise the Christ, which is what it all evolved into. And Neville was the one who really captured the American uh, mind and heart and in turn started uh, you know really preaching about having to have a good life at a time when there wasn't a very good life and Emmett Fox was doing this as well and the Unity Church had become so uh, Joseph Murphy and all these others started doing it and then Reverend Ike came out and started preaching to uh, mainly black men and women. You don't have to live like this. You can live like this. And he was following Neville Goddard's teachers. So from the East Coast to the West Coast. And Neville was on the East Coast in New York for a long time. And then he moved to the West Coast and spent just as many years, if not more, on the West Coast preaching. And so these things permeated these areas and started moving inland. And they didn't necessarily make it all the way inland until many decades later. It, but on the East Coast and the West Coast, this was permeating. And although Neville had expressed that he wanted to have a television show about it, uh, the closest that ever came to fruition was Rod Serling's The Twilight Zone. Rod Serling was a student of Neville's. So what a lot of people um, are seeing today in Hollywood are things that were passed down from actor to actor. And if you look at the early interviews of actors before 1950, Every one of them will tell you that their success came by chance, that they happened to be in the right place at the right time. You know, it was just with the right people and it all fell into place. And then it was Neville who pointed out that, you know, that's God in action, man. You know, you've been dreaming about this 
and all these things happened and it was really the entertainers of New York and the entertainers of uh, the West Coast, the film and TV industry, that really took this to heart. One of the things that, um, you know, people don't realize is how method acting came up during that time. And that is exactly what each one of us is doing. We're method actors and we don't even realize that we're fantastic at it. We're really good, you know, and we forgot. We literally forgot who we are. So a good example of this is, you know, if I as an American go move to, you know, France, then I immerse myself into France's culture and language, and I want to feel comfortable there. So, you know, I uh, study that, and eventually I forget I'm American. You know, I know I am intellectually, but when I go home, I'm speaking French, and I'm acting French, and I'm being French, okay? And I've forgotten my American side. So it's, no, you need to remember where you came from, okay? Because that's where the heart is, you know? And you have uh, parts of yourself that are tied up in that. And you, what Neville was preaching was, you don't have to be basically American. You can be French, you know, and to immerse yourself in the French. So you don't have to be poor, you can be rich. Because the character you're playing is a character. And you can certainly say, well, this character is not poor anymore. This character is rich or this character is handsome or this character is whatever it is. All right. And it's all a personal opinion. All right. What a, a lot of people today don't understand is the emotions part. And the Bible explains this very clearly. That the more emotion, passion, you give to the Christ, the one within, you're by yourself, and now you're crying and screaming and yelling or whatever. The stronger that arrow goes out and the faster it comes back to you. And you need to be careful about what you're passionate about. Because it's going to come to you. Okay, and this is where it gets into the judgments that, you know, Christ is the judge. He's the big judge. And that's humanity. And currently with the internet, that is humanity judging each other. You know, and a civilized person, it means they're civil. That means... They keep their mouths shut if they don't have anything nice to say. I don't know about you, but my mother would say that. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Quite adamant about that. And my father, say what you mean, mean what you say. You know, and if you don't, keep your mouth shut. And, um, you know, things like that. Sarcasm is anger as a little brother. Put that away. You know, and then I grew up in the time of the, you know, the hippies, the 60s and 70s. And it was always, check your ego, check your ego. Well, I came to learn that these were things that the spiritualists were teaching at the time. And whether that was Alan Watts or 
Richard Bach or Neville Goddard or Carlos Castaneda. It doesn't matter. Carlos Castaneda was uh, introduced by his wife to Neville Goddard. You know, so these things have webs, cobwebs tied to them, and they're all this. I mean, you can call it that. Is it's really neurons in a brain, you know, making beliefs. So there's these synopses that attach to this and this and this and this, and you can break those, you know, and put in the one you want. Make a new track. Make a new synopsis is what you're doing. So this is the LOA. Like attracts, you know, like thoughts, beliefs attract like circumstances, conditions, events, and people in your life. And Neville Goddard would call this, everyone is you pushed out. And in ancient times, this was the law of hospitality. Everyone knew uh, you treat others well, so that you yourself are treated well. And always go home. You know, so they felt like they were tied to the land and they had to go back home to make big decisions and things like this. When that's just where they learn to sit and relax and be comfortable was at home. Home is where the heart is. So a lot of people, you know, read Neville's teachings and then they start worshiping Neville Goddard. They make Neville their God. He was a man just like everyone else. And he had his ups and downs. You know, he didn't uh, necessarily believe he should raise another up he you know he would certainly didn't wish them ill but he wasn't going to fix their problem for them and this was apparent in the way he thought about his wife you know she had surgery and he allowed her to go into surgery but he also knew that she would come home perfectly fine but he didn't stop the surgery even knowing that he could and it was the same with uh, things like the fire in Chicago, or the heat wave, rather, in Chicago. There was a heat wave, and he spoke about it in, in uh, his lectures, and how, I believe it was over 700 people died from heat exhaustion and heat strokes. And he mentioned then, you can certainly pray for them. But he himself wasn't. Now, that I understood. You know, they, they, as a group, believe this kind of thing could happen. Well, I certainly, um, if I had become aware of it, I would have prayed for them. But he felt like, no, y'all have to learn. And in Chicago is a particularly a big hotbed place and always has been, you know, where people um, meet. It's kind of the crossroads and have thought ill of each other for a long, long time. As people moved out of the, I'm brand new here in America, from New York or from the West Coast and start moving inland. And then they have to start dealing with their thoughts and beliefs. And then there's other countries like uh, Texas. Texas was its own country with its own army, navy, diplomatic corps, everything that chose to join the Union and since they were a country certain concessions were made such as 
the Texas Constitution was equal to the United States Constitution. The Texas flag was equal to the American flag. They handed over their Navy. They handed over their Army. They handed over their diplomatic corps. But very much independent-minded, and that has gone on forever. Texans have big hearts. They're big. <laughs> They're independent. That is how it is. That's, you know, you either become Texan or you leave. And if you want to bitch and moan, nobody's going to listen to you. They're going to make fun of you. Okay. Because <laughs> Texas is big and beautiful. And you got it all right here in Texas. You want mountains? Go here. You want snow? Go there. You want the desert? Go here. You want the beach? Go here. You want the rivers? Go here. You want a forest? Go here. You want the prairie? Go here. It's all there in Texas. You know, so... That's how you get that kind of attitude from the, that population. And this is true of each state. They have their own culture and how they think. So Neville Goddard was magnificent in providing both sides, East Coast, West Coast, this uh, interpretation of the Bible. And even though others like Emmett Fox and Joseph Murphy and were um, Phineas Quimby and many others were preaching it differently, you know, from a even more spiritual sense. Neville was the hacker, and he showed it from the human perspective, and and said this is what the spiritual side does for the human. Look at it this way, and then the human and the spirit come together. Whereas most of um, the other spiritual teachers were teaching, this is spirit. Okay, and spirit comes first and then the human. And Neville was teaching, the human finds the spirit and then uses the spirit to get the things he wants and then learns, you know, it's not about you getting what you want. It's not about the means to the end. That's how they learn that. You go to the end, you go to the end, you go not the means to the end, you go to the end, whereas the other spiritual teachers were teaching, it's not about what you get out of it, it's that you love it, and then you get everything you want out of it, out of it, and it gives it to you freely. So I, I hope this helps. It's the same thing, just, you know, the two sides of it, and we all love Nev because he was that white hack hacker. You know, and we love our white hat hackers. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you for being you.